With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vision and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 co-pays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Welcome back. Talk America Live each and every Saturday. Sunday radio broadcast with the Twitch live stream each and every Sunday and the mix on Tuesdays if you miss us live. Also, Monday through Friday on Spotify, TalkShoe, 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Find us online at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. We have got a fabulous brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about right now here on our world famous Cheeky Check Wire Radio broadcast. Indiegogo.com. Gluco Quantum, your partner in diabetes management. Uh, that's right. This comes from I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Team Quantum with you today. The most comprehensive, non-invasive blood glucose and metabolic health monitor in the market today. And these folks are absolutely phenomenal. And they've got it for you here. Let's talk a little bit about this. Gluco Quantum is an award-winning, innovative, portable, personal, affordable, non-invasive, wireless, self-measuring blood glucose monitor for home use. Their revolutionary technology is winning awards across the board, and they want you to go over and help them fund this project at indiegogo.com. Search Gluco Quantum, your partner in diabetes management, and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide go over and help them out today give them some of your hard-earned money today okay now we can get to the actual fucking show uh <laughs> let's call first of all let's call dick get him in here and then we'll call don and then we'll call iq and then we'll have some fun <laughs> So hopefully, having to call everybody on Skype today. There, there's Dick. Hey, sir, how are you? It's Jiggy. What's up? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> how, 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 how are you holding up with the with, with, with the uh, with, with the quarantine and everything else? Uh, I didn't even know what was going on there. Like, See this. You know, this is the thing. This is, this is how I live. By, this is how I live all the time. 
<laughs> you, 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 you distance yourself from society on purpose. Uh, well, yeah, for <laughs> specifically this reason. <laughs> so uh, today on iHeartRadio and also Talk America Live, we have got uh, a interesting show we're going to do today. We were originally, and I'm waiting on the Skype to connect with uh, Don and IQ, but we were originally... Okay, there's there's IQ, and uh, we are going to connect with uh, Don here in just a few moments. Uh, originally, we were going to have a author on today who apparently uh, she decided she didn't want to do the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what, 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 did, what did she write? She wrote a book about 20 reasons to dump Trump. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, truthfully, I can think of 20 reasons to pretty much dump anybody. But, you know. <laughs> so, I reached out to a good friend of the radio program and also uh he is he is one of the few folks that when we go out to the Adult Video News Awards in Vegas, uh, when we do interviews, we talk about not the porn industry. We talk about what's going on in the world. Dick Chibbles with us today, and uh, Dick, uh, this this whole thing is is nuts. What what, what do you make of this COVID nineteen coronavirus thing? Well, you know it's. Is there a virus? Yeah, there most definitely, there most definitely is a virus. Is it going to kill you know as many people as like Spanish flu? Uh, depends upon how much more they genetically mutate it. But for now, no. I mean, it's it's not really you know for obviously for elderly people and for you know people that have like um, you know like lung cancer or stuff like that. You know, yeah, obviously there's an underlying condition that. It's going to affect a lot more, but for, you know, like healthy people, people in the porn industry that, you know, we don't shake hands in the porn industry. We literally have been doing the elbow bump for like 20 years that I've been in. So. You know, you know what's you know what's funny about that is when I went out to the uh, when I went out to the awards uh, one year in Vegas, I, I met up with uh, um Coolio, the the rap guy, and uh, oh, okay. that was what he did. Is he was doing the elbow bump thing? Well, you know, it's it's funny. I don't know if you, I, I I think I might have actually talked about it last year when when we did an interview when uh, during AVN. Yes. Um, during during a convention, I always make the point in like large crowds. I always keep my left hand in my pocket and interact with my right hand and make it a conscious effort to only touch my face with my left hand. And don't touch anything else except for my pocket and my face. <laughs> that is amazing. So you know, I mean, yeah. As a as a twenty year veteran in the adult industry, I've gone to AVN probably about fifteen of those, and I think I've only gotten like the flu, like the regular. What we call it the AVN flu. Yes. I, I think I've only yes. gotten literally gotten the flu maybe once. So I mean, you know, obviously, wash your hands before you go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, people see, don't realize that you know you're interacting with people. You go to the bathroom and say, "Oh, wash your hands afterwards." No, wash your hands before. <laughs> see this. Th- th- this is the thing that I find so strange about all this is that that they 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 don't know what to say, so they just go, "Well, wa- wa- wash your hands and stuff." Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, because, I mean, you know, it's, when, when I first learned about, you know, like, the whole, you know, when I, I, like, I research all sorts of strange stuff, like, literally, like, you know, I actually was doing a little bit of research into how to harvest a rabbit, um, you know, just to kind of brush up on my, on my outdoor skills from Boy Scouts. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, so I researched all sorts of weird stuff, and for some reason, I remember I actually researched about, like, how... You know, uh, flus and stuff. This is years and years ago. How flus, yes. you know, and colds and stuff get transmitted. And apparently, you know, it's like one of the scare texts that they use is like, oh, you know, a, a dangerous virus can be lurking on, you know, on the countertop at your local, at, you know, at your local deli. You know, you put your hand down and you, and you, you know, you handle currency and there's like, you know, traces of cocaine on every single dollar bill, you know. <laughs> and then you touch your face like, you know, three to five times every 10 minutes. 
say this though. So, <laughs> you know, common sense. <laughs> common but, sense. You know, kind dictate. of paying attention about that. And, you know, ta-da. <laughs> we, we have got a, uh, a heck of a bang-up show today here on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com, of course, Talk America Live each and every weekend. Um, originally, we were going to have on today uh, this, this woman who had written this book about 20 reasons to dump Trump. And we had her on our show the other day with IQ and Dan Perkins, and she her, she had her press person send me an email, and when Dan was confronting her on various questions about her book, she felt attacked. So <laughs> she canceled her appearance. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so in a pinch, I got a hold of one of our good friends. He has been on this radio broadcast an, a numerous amount of times. He has uh, interviewed with us when we went out to uh, the adult video convention every January in Vegas. I've got the 20-year veteran of the adult film industry, uh, Mr. Dick Chibbles, on the line with us. We also have Don Mazella and IQ Alrizola. And uh, Dick, one of the things that we always talk about when I when I interview you is things around the world. Uh, what do you make of this coronavirus thing? Is is this as big a deal as as they're making, or is this a cover up for something else? What do you think about this? Well, uh, I don't remember who exactly said it. I know Clinton also. I know Hillary uh, repeated it, but I, she wasn't the first person that said it. Uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. So, I mean, yes. I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, I, I, it makes sense, right? So basically, everything that you've been trying to push through, right now is an opportune time. While everybody is panicking and nobody's on the street, nobody's, you know, uh, like everybody's paying attention to, to, you know, washing their hands every 20 minutes. You know, so... <laughs> I, I personally think, yes, there is a virus, but truthfully, I think it's far more than a virus. I think it's more of a global reset, which does happen, if you look throughout history, it does happen roughly every hundred years. And yes. right now we're going through the three-tenth, uh, the three-tenth of dangerous portion of the year, which is March 15th through April 30th throughout history. It's the most violent and the most, uh, most craziest time of the year. Um, so, you know, everything is just lining up, that's all. Now, uh, yeah, just, uh, you, know, you, you don't need that much toilet paper, people. <laughs> Dog, you know, actually, actually, Lexi Bell, I saw a tweet from Lexi Bell. She figured it out. Um, if, <laughs> if the, if the, everything is closed down for, I think it was like uh, 20, uh, 20 days or 30 days. I forgot what the heck she said. Yes. But she figured out the math that that would mean that the amount of toilet paper, like you got like two of like the big, you know, like the big 24 packs. Yes, and she literally broke it down per sheet, per poop. So you would have to be going to the bathroom 184 times a day, <laughs> and that's on an average of 20 little square sheets per every time you go to the bathroom. <laughs> now, Don, you 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 were wanting to say something. Jump in there, Don Mazella. No, no, the first same comment I've heard in about five days. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Dick. You're making sense, baby. <laughs> I always quote, you know, uh, someone uh, um, uh, um, a monk said, uh, the end of the world is upon us. Mankind stands in the face of extinction. Uh, and they, he was talking about the English crossbow after the Battle of Creasy. Um, mm. You know, um, uh, I have I have a feeling. Yes, it is dangerous, obviously, um, but I have a hunch that um, <clears throat> about uh, 21 days from now, everybody's going to go stir crazy, and they're going to have to go out and uh, 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 do something about it. I, I really feel that way, um, but uh, I think we are in the minority. Um, well, th there's a reason why they're not saying the word martial law, because they're implementing in this country, they are implementing martial law, but they can't say that because it will create a panic. So picture it like this, okay? You have a mouse in the middle of a floor. You want to catch the mouse. If you just reach out and try to grab it, it's going to run away. 
But if you lay like a little pillow down next to him, kind of close, but not, you know, like intentionally put it down there, but don't try to scare him. You kind of lay a blanket out around the other side, and then you slowly close that in. You know, so he still feels, you know, okay, well, it looks like the walls are closing in. You know, something's going on. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, that hole, you know, the hole that you can that he can get out of is just enough, just big enough for your hand to come in and grab him. That's martial law. They're not going to go, oh, well, you know, we have a big pandemic outbreak. We're going to do a martial law. People go nuts. You know, and I don't know if you know, but I think it was Philly and um, a couple of other cities. I forgot which ones, but uh, basically, they like any non-emergency, non-violent crimes are not going to be arrestable now. And uh, of course, <laughs> in the state of California, they me. just passed a law not that long ago uh, about uh, if you shoplift like under a thousand dollars, you literally it's like a parking ticket. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like they're 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 setting. They're setting up violence to happen. They're encouraging, they're enabling it. So that people, now there's three kinds of people in, you know, in like a, in a panic situation. You have the people that are just a deer in the headlights. They just stand there, don't do nothing. They end up getting, you know, burned up or shot or whatever, you know. Then you have the people, then you have an opportunist. An opportunist is actually the one that's going to like go past the store and see the TV and smash the window of red because, you know what, he just wants a TV. Then you have the people that are desperate. The people that didn't prep, the people that didn't get like, you know, didn't buy like an extra couple of cans of soup, an extra bag of rice, you know, whenever they go shopping and they have, you know, not even a week's supply of food. Now they quarantine your neighborhood. Now you're relied upon the government. You could still go to your store. And now all of a sudden they have a positive. Somebody that's positive apparently infected your store. They have to shut the store down and consider all the food inside contaminated. Now where are you going to get your food from? That's where the panic starts coming in. Well, uh, well here, in New, <laughs> see, here in New Jersey, we, we do something else. It, it, um, we found out that the, the, the sale of guns and ammunition has gone through the roof. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> See, they they did that in uh, I want to say it was Fresno. Fresno put in the mayor of Fresno, which is up here in California, like north, like uh, it's like uh, central to northern California. Um, they uh, the mayor of Fresno put in their emergency action plan, and literally you can go online, go online, go to Google. Well, actually, don't go to Google. Go to DuckDuckGo because they don't track you, um, and they'll actually give you information rather than like the mainstream media for six pages. Um, you go to DuckDuckGo, and then basically you go and look up the emergency action plan uh, for Fresno, California. The number one thing on that is banning all sales of firearms and ammunition. <laughs> so, yeah, don't tell me they're not coming for your guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I like the fact that... Uh... Uh, here in, see in New Jersey, I, I remember in the riots in 1966, and that makes me old, that um, uh, in my old neighborhood, um, the, the, the mob went out in force. And you want to know something? We didn't have a problem in my old neighborhood. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm originally from Brooklyn. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I, I remember the, uh, the blackout. I think it was the blackout in 1979. And, uh, I mean, I was a little kid, but I mean, you know, like my father, my parents and stuff, like we lived, we lived in uh, East New, uh, uh, Ridgewood, right, right on the border of uh, Queens and Brooklyn there. And, um, like it was hot as hell out and everybody was just sitting out on a step pretty much all night, every single night. I don't think there was any crime whatsoever. And then nine months later it was a, you know, baby boom. <laughs> Well, Jimmy Breslin pointed out during during the riots, uh, 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 during the school integration, and the, um, uh, he asked the leader of the black community why they didn't uh, they didn't uh, go and, and complain in Ridge in Ridgewood, Brooklyn, and they replied, mm. "You kidding? They got guns there." Uh, well, know. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, there's there's an old saying. It's called an armed society is a polite society. <laughs> And it's true, you know. I mean, it's you know, there's a there's there's a reason why the you know the United States has like you know thirty seven thousand nuclear weapons. They don't intend on ever using them, but it's a deterrent. 
same thing with, you know, you know, God forbid if, uh, you know, you know, anybody in my area, my neighbors or something like that, you know, somebody starts, you know, some rogue people start, you know, floating around, you know, God forbid if, you know, if anybody around has to actually fire a weapon to protect themselves. I mean, I, I dread that day would ever come. I hope it never does, but you know, like just look at where all the school shootings are. You know, look at where all the mass shootings are, all in gun-free zones. Yeah. You know, I mean, the funny part is, is that literally four minutes after the president declared a national emergency, I'm a, uh, my phone literally lit up. I mean, I, I was, I, uh, so many of my friends that are, I mean, you know, I, I don't care, you know, I'm very liberally conservative. It's like, I live my life the way I want to live it and whatever anybody else does, I don't give a shit do whatever you want, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, immediately I started getting phone calls. Like, how do I go about getting a gun? And I'm like, well, it's a little too late now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, true. I mean, you know, God, God, God bless you. I mean, you, you're trying to protect your family and everything, but I mean, honestly, it's like now is not really the time to run out and grab one because now you need it. You should have been, you know, you should have had one trained with it, you know, like get yourself familiar with it. Make sure everybody in your family is trained on them. Make sure they know the dangers of it. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, it's not a Nerf football that you, you know, you're going to be holding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there's just some smart people out there. Then there's just some people that just like, okay, look, okay, there is a reason why there are some gun laws. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, IQ Rizzoli, uh Talk to us about uh, some of the different things that you've been hearing over there in, in your neck of the woods about all this. Well, first of all, a friend of mine in America, it's a week ago, over 10 days ago, I advised him to buy a gun. He said, hey, what, what are you talking about? Who needs a gun? Then, before the weekend, when he saw what was happening at Costco, he bought a shotgun. And he's in New York, by the way. He was able to buy a shotgun over the counter and he feels very very comfortable I'll tell you what uh, in England and in France usually they are very quiet people in general but there have been attacks by people against uh, department stores to rob them to literally steal and there was violence and as the gentleman already said if somebody is going hungry because they didn't buy enough food what are they going to do? There will be social upheaval. There's no question about it in my mind. Uh, whether it's America, France, Germany, wherever, there will be social upheaval. And I'm talking about upheaval in violence. And if you don't have a gun, you'll be a victim. I'm not being negative. I'm being realistic. The coronavirus, I don't... Actually, wait, where, where, where were you from again? I live in England. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah, you but you can't buy a gun over the counter in in, in, in especially California. <laughs> no, no, the British people are very very relaxed people. Believe me, while the whole of Europe went down under Germany and Nazi Germany, the British people were the only ones who stood up to Hitler. It's an amazing achievement. Russia was gone in the sense of invaded. All of Europe was under Soviet, uh, under the Nazi regime or allied to them. Only the British people stood up, and then they were joined by the Americans. But for almost a whole year, they stood up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but that's why. Yeah, I'm my my, my father, my father was my father's actually he's a fifty sixer. He came out of uh, Hungary. He was born uh, nineteen thirty seven. And uh, he would tell me stories of, actually, as a matter of fact, I called him the other day, and I was asked, because he's uh, 83 now, and he's definitely one of those people that are right in that bracket. He's, he's literally going through chemo for lung cancer right now. So, you know, God willing, he'll make it through this whole thing. But, um, but you know, I asked him, I'm like, I go, so let me ask you, Pop. I'm like, you know, growing up, because, like, his childhood was, you know, the Nazis took over, you know, Hungary. My grandfather was... Uh, was in the Hungarian army, which then became, obviously, they, they inducted him into the, the German army, you know, forced him to fight for Germany. And then, uh, so I asked him, it was just my, my grandmother and my father, his brother, and his sister. So she had three kids. I said, now, how did you guys get through it? 
I'm like, what was it like? You know? And he used to tell me stories as a kid growing up, but I mean, now that, you know, I'm a lot older and stuff, and I'm like asking him, I'm like, I go, what was it like? I'm like, you know, what was it like living on the communism? And, you know, he would always tell me, he goes, no, he goes, he goes, it's sad. I was born in a free country that got taken over by socialism, became communism. I escaped that place, came to a free country that's becoming socialism, and now I'm going to die in a damn communist country. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically, he said, he goes, he goes, honestly, he goes, we grew food. He goes, he goes, basically, we kind of lived a lot like you do. He goes, you know, we grew food, you know, we, uh, you know, we, you know, we, we raised rabbits, you know, I mean, we did what we had to do. We, we survived. I'm like, okay, good. So I'm in a good place. So. <laughs> well, the real question is, um, will, um, this generation be able to survive? Well, you know, somebody told me, I don't remember who it was, or I might've read it somewhere and some great philosopher or something like that, but it was, uh, uh, strong men make strong societies. Strong societies make weak men. Guess where we're at? <laughs> because for the past 15 years we've had a very strong society like i mean you know i'm i'm not i'm not saying my generation was the best no but we did like my generation i'm, I'm 50 so you know so hey by the way all those people okay boomer no i'm not a boomer my father is a boomer <laughs> Learn, learn your, learn the correct aging. I'm Generation X. Basically, like me and my friends, we grew up. Both our parents worked. We got home from school. There was nobody in the house. We were self reliant. You know, we learned how to cook. We learned how to, you know, do our homework by ourselves. We learned how to do everything. We actually, we didn't have the internet, so like we, actually, if we wanted to learn something, we actually got out and did it, or figured it out, or you know, just some kind of. We we didn't rely on any technology. We actually relied on our creativity and our imagination to make things work, and it worked. And besides, without us, you wouldn't have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that, that's very true. One one of the things that IQ was uh, talking with me and Dan uh, Tuesday about was this. Uh, do you have any updates on that uh, on the Middle East with the fact that the the Muslims have basically all been told, "Hey, Allah is going to protect you from the coronavirus." It's continuing, by the way. In Malaysia and Indonesia, the religious. You see, when I speak about fanatical Muslims, they are all fanatical. But even the fanatics have got degrees. The extreme fanatic Muslims, they say Allah will protect them. They don't have to worry about the coronavirus. And, by the way, this is the beauty here. Even if they die, they are martyrs. That means they go to the 72 virgins. Are you with me so far? <laughs> because Allah said to them, according to Muhammad in the hadith, that are four groups of people who will go, will become martyrs. People who died of plague, those who are drowned, those who are burnt, and those who have a building falling on top of them. You see, in Islam, everything, everybody is a martyr. When he murders an infidel, he's still a martyr if he's killed. It's uh, unbelievable. That's why you have Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib in Congress, and not a single person in Congress out of 500, 600 people has a backbone to stand up and say, hey, you're not American. Maybe you are American citizens, but you will never, ever be loyal citizens to America or to the Constitution. By the way, if anybody is listening and you want to defy me, please come on, <laughs> call in. Well, it's funny because, it, you know, yeah, I, 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 I'm totally with you on that. And on top of that, even though there's, there's, so, there's a number of, uh, like, the, 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 the really far, like, fanatical Christians just in the United States that I've actually seen a number of videos of uh, like, you know, some of these pastors with like the super churches and stuff. And it's like, Oh, you know, the power of Christ will blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> you know, the, the only, the only ones that I haven't heard anything out of at all about being, being protected is the Buddhists. <laughs> because they just, they just, they just accept everything and just go with the flow. Yeah. True. But by the way, the fanatical ones, whether they are Jewish priests, sorry, rabbis or Christian priests, 
Mm-hmm. They are the same as the Muslims, by the way. Oh, All absolutely. Those are in exactly the same mindset. Supremacy and belief that their God, whichever one it may be, will protect them. Well, see, this this is the thing, uh, Dick. What 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 do you make of uh, you know all these these radicals with their <laughs> with their religious views and all these things? You know, it's, it's like you know, like I said, I'm I'm very liberally conservative. You know, so it's like to each his own. It's but you know, if you if you start coming up my driveway, that's when I tell you, okay, now you got to curb your tongue. You know. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, the fanatics, it's like, look, dude, you know, here's a Xanax, relax, you know, if you want, I'll cook you a burger, you know, (laughs) it's just like, you know, relax, you know, it's, but, you know, the people that, you know, people that have faith, you know, it's fine, you know, hey, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a church going person, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) obviously I walk into a church, I probably burn down because of my, you know you know, because of the, my profession, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's like, I, you know, I have faith in, I have, believe it or not, I actually do have faith in humanity because in the worst of times is when you see the best of people, but it is also when you see the worst of people too. But I, I try to be optimistic about things. Well, let me jump in here and ask you a question. I don't know if you're aware, but the, the police yesterday had to break up two uh, Hasidic weddings because uh, there were 500 people. Uh, if you're any fam- familiar with Hasidic weddings, they're very intimate affairs. So. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I remember I watched a, uh, there was a video. I think it was in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where they were all dancing and like yeah. literally the floor dropped out from underneath them. Yeah, Hasidic weddings are, are pretty wild, apparently. <laughs> but, but the point is, uh, uh, um, the point is that, that measles have also become a, a very big problem within the Hasidic community. But the point being that uh, that's really flouting the law, um, common sense, rather than, um, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, we are in a martial law, whether you, you know, whether you believe it or not, we are. I mean, because think about it. You know, there's if you get if you gather with more than ten people right now, what will happen? They will break you up. And what if you say no? Well, then rest assured, they're going to say we're from the government. We're here to help. Now break <laughs> up. <laughs> What's the worst lines? Uh, we're the government. We're here to help. Yeah, well, yeah we're, we're from the. Well, I, I actually got that from. Uh, I don't know if you remember Hurricane Katrina when the uh, I believe it was the mayor of Louisiana or uh, the mayor of New Orleans or it was the governor of Louisiana. I don't remember which one it was, but he literally said nobody will be armed during this crisis. And they brought in a handful of Marines from Camp Pendleton, and they tried to give them the order, and uh, I think it was a platoon uh, sergeant or whatever, the, the, the head guy of one of the platoons says, uh, I can't do that. That, that's, that goes against my, my oath. So they ended up bringing in, like, you know, some Blackwater guys and, you know, some, you know, the paramilitary uh, corporation guys. And they were literally, like, banging on doors and kicking doors down. And you can actually look it up, uh, look up some YouTube videos. It was like a like an 87-year-old grandmother that they literally physically beat her up to get her her old-school little six-shooter. I mean, it was, it, it was it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, we're still the only country in the world that has it that the, the military cannot come into into the. Um, That's the, right. The That's the, uh, the third Posse, amendment. Yeah, third amendment. I never, I never can pronounce it, but uh, posse comitatus. Yeah, posse comitatus. I used to be able to pronounce it until you just said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the posse comitatus, uh, which is basically, uh, you know, well, it's like the, the Third Amendment is actually quarters. Like the military, uh, military cannot like commandeer your house, um, you know, to to stay or set up shop. However, you know, if you really think that you still have rights after 9/11 with the Patriot Act and then the signing of the uh, the the uh, National Preparedness Act, which was uh, signed into order in, I think it was 2014, um, which uh, basically, like, it was Section 801, where basically, like, if you have, like, food 
and like medical supplies and just like stockpile stuff. The government can literally now, as long as there's a national emergency uh, um, stated, they can literally kick your door in and take all your food because we're from the government, we're here to help. Well, you're not helping me. No, other people need help. We're gonna leave you with nothing. So yeah, so basically like all of our rights like even like especially like our first amendment most people don't even most people don't know what the five rights that you have within the first amendment they only know oh freedom of speech no it's freedom of assemble freedom uh, you know there's there's literally five specific rights that you have you know free press uh freedom of religion freedom of assemble uh the government has to listen to your uh gripes and uh whatever the other word is you know so you know, if you still think that we actually do have rights and they're respected, then you're 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 literally not living in America now. <laughs> well, um, let me throw something at you, um, and, and uh, Jiggy, this is uh, controversial. So, uh, <laughs> well, wait, oh okay. boy, you're gonna, you're gonna make me you're gonna make me lose wait. all the rest of the work that I have for the year. <laughs> wait, we we. Oh, no. It, it's no, con- no. it's controversial, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Go ahead, no, Don. no, no. Um, <laughs> what I want to say is, I've um, I've heard that um, this virus is actually from a Chinese uh, warfare laboratory. You know what's well, funny? Uh, I where it originated? Okay, yeah. the official story is that it originated from the wet market in Wuhan, China, which is ironically 400 yards away from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, uh, which is the first and I believe the only C4, uh, P4, um, uh, the, the you know viral uh, uh, virus and bacteria and all that all that stuff, uh, which is the only P4 um, laboratory in all of China. Now, what's interesting is uh, RSL, uh, RLSW, I think it is, it's a corporation, it's an American corporation that's actually based in China. They have one of their things, they have one of their uh, laboratories out there. One of the guys that actually works for it was a doctor uh, who, I believe he was either Harvard or Yale, I don't remember which one, but um, there was a Chinese uh, scientist that last year, I know it was 19 or 18, I think it was 18, that got busted going through Canada, like leaving leaving the United States, going through Canada, trying to go back to China with a sample of, of, of I don't know if it was COVID-19, but it was a sample of a coronavirus. So, and you can look that up. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, you know, Google will give you like, you know, all of the, uh, all the, the left wing, you know, Snopes and, you know, all the, you know, every single, um, you know, every single uh, news organization that Bloomberg owns first, you know, the first six pages, but then you'll actually start getting into the actual information if you really look for it. So yes, it did. Yeah. You know, the first cases did come out of China you know, just the same and everybody saying, oh, it's so racist and xenophobic and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, you know what? People still call it the Ebola virus, right? <laughs> yes. Ebola came from a, yes. the, the Ebola River in uh, Western Africa. Same thing with Zika, the Zika virus. Zika, I think it was uh, Central America or, or South America somewhere. Uh, that was like, it was right along the banks of the Zika River. So by calling it the Wuhan virus, that is you know, how we kind of name viruses is usually where the origin is, especially, except for the Spanish flu. Apparently Spanish flu did not start in Spain. That's so, that's so interesting. But the Chinese are very, uh, as you, as you well know, the Chinese are very adverse for us calling it. What's really funny is how Americans saying how racist it is to call it a Chinese uh, um, problem. Yes. Well, you know, you have you have a you have a country that we've literally been with uh we've we've been in an economic war with for 30 years since uh 97 when uh the the China was China was uh inducted into the uh World Trade Organization that Bill Clinton signed them over signed them into. Uh, we were supposed to have trade with China. It was the first time in like, you know, it was like, I feel like Forrest Gump. First time in like a million years I went to China, played ping pong. You know, <laughs> it was like the first time that like, like any like Western countries done did trade with China, you know, after it became communist. And, uh, 
So they signed it, signed them into the WTO. They were supposed to trade back with us, but they never did. So basically, all of our all of our manufacturing started to go over there. You know, cheap labor and stuff, and nobody nobody was complaining about it because everybody was getting you know their stuff for like really cheap. Uh, and then uh, Boeing, I think, was the first one that said uh, they, they 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 actually brought the R and D department over to Boeing, uh, uh, over to China, and then uh, then China, the government actually started making like I think it was like seven thirty sevens or something like that, and you know Boeing's like uh, you can't do this. They said uh, yes, we can. Communist country, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, well, it was just like uh, I read an article. I don't know if it's a hundred percent true or not. Just so you know, but I did read an article about there was a um, it was a surgical uh, it was a, a medical company, a medical corporation it was an American company that was that's based over in China that uh, all their manufacturing over there. They were making like the N95 masks and stuff, and. What I've read is that there was a shipment on the ship, and then basically the ship left, and it was called back. And then um, when the people went in to see what's up, apparently their company had been nationalized, which means the Chinese government stepped in and said, you are no longer the owner of the company. This has now become a national company. You know, yay, you know, you know yay China. And now Jeez. they're... You know, now that's that's all of their property now. Man, I, I IQ yeah. Al Rizzoli. What, what what do you make of all this IQ? Well, in many interviews I had, and one of the interviewers said, IQ, who are the three most uh, disastrous enemies of America, or the most dangerous enemies of America? So I listed them in three sequences. First, Islam. Second, China. And third, America. Internally, you have the Democrat Party, where 47% of the Americans are brain dead. <laughs> and I don't, uh, I'm not exaggerating, it's okay. a fact. 47% of Americans who support the Democrat Party are dead, brain dead, 100% guaranteed. China is important, why? Because it's a colossus. It's 1.3 billion people. That's almost four times the population of America. And they are very intelligent, very hardworking, so they will compete with her economically, uh, militarily, and politically. But Islam is worse than Ebola and worse than Corona because it has infected one and a half billion people. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody? I, I agree with the IQ, but right now we are, we're trying to deal with the immediate problem. Yes, but it's exaggerated, for God's sake. <laughs> in the whole of America at the moment, how many are dead? 100. In 330 million people. I'm not yeah. saying it's not a dangerous thing, but it has been overblown, my God. Overblown. Oh, absolutely. The media has, like I said, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Absolutely. The media in this country has literally created a friggin' panic. Absolutely. No question in my mind. I'm not saying it's not dangerous. It's yeah. a variation of, uh, a of a corona. It's a mutation. Okay? We don't have the, uh, the way to stop it at the moment, but they are working on it. A lot of people are working on it. But the number of dead, compared to the number who have been infected, compared to the total population, is minimal. And I, if Oh, I absolutely. The 20, 25, don't ask me why I know this statistic, but since January, 2,500 people die of constipation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's a don't ask me why a, I know that. Hell of a stat, person, like I said, friend. I researched some pretty bizarre things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the meantime, this year in America, 56,000 died of the flu already. In America, as I'm speaking to you, since the beginning of the year, 56,000 have died of the flu. Double check mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. Oh, absolutely. And it's, the media is designed to keep you in perpetual fear. So basically, the, 
the, the 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 marriage between the United States government and the media is, I mean, majority of the people that are on TV and work for the media companies, they actually are married to people that are like senators and congressmen and so on and so on. They're all connected. They're all working against you. It's the haves versus the have-nots. And guess who we are? We are the have-nots. Unless you're, you know, um, unless you're one of these global elitists, you know, like Tom Hanks and, you know, or, or like, you know, these Brad Pitts and Angelina Jolie, why is she on the Council of Foreign Relations? I will never know. But <laughs> it's all about the haves and have-nots. And they, and they, and they, constantly use the Hegelian dialectic cause reaction solution so they create a they they want to get something uh, something implemented <laughs> say they want to they, they want to clear the streets okay so they create a situation they know what the reaction is going to be people are going to panic people are going to be upset people are going to be scared so they're going to be sitting there glued to their tv and say, hey you know what it'd be a good idea if you sat home for a couple of weeks and let us do our thing you know, and people are going to comply to that. <laughs> Let us do our thing. because they've been so dumbed down since nine eleven. This this is where it all started at nine eleven. I mean, it's it it's been little things here and there in the works since you know since they killed Kennedy and a deep state took over. But you know, their 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 big uh, exposure was nine eleven, and since then they've been chip chip chipping away at all of your rights. Question. Has anybody declared publicly? Why hasn't United, uh, sorry, the president said that? Has anyone who is a member of the NRA ever mass slaughtered anybody? Is there I'm, a record of such a person? And as far as I I'm know, not there sure. Isn't. No, there isn't one. There has never been a case of a member of the NRA who went on a mass slaughter ever. Because they are all responsible people. If you don't believe me, don't check it, please. Maybe well, that's the thing. They, they, they vilify the NRA because they, are the they actually have a hand in the political game. You know, they actually, you know, the Gun Owners of America, the NRA, there's a number of other, you know, different organizations. You know, not not everybody like the NRA is like they've kind of become a little bit more on the. Uh, it's almost like they're slowly being bought out, and they're not really protecting Americans' rights as much as they used to. Like Gun Owners of Association has actually picked up the uh, slack that the NRA has been doing lately. Well, but I don't on think that one I can't disagree with you. It seems to have lost its uh, direction. Well, it's because they got too too cooped up in the political claptrap, you know. When because like I I was a member of the NRA like when I was a, when I was growing up and when I was a little kid. I mean, they I literally when I was a Boy Scouts like we went to an NRA um, uh, training to learn the safe handling of you know firearms and you know rifles and shotguns and stuff like that. And they like literally taught us how to shoot. You know, taught us about hunting and stuff like that. That's, you know, that's the NRA that I remember when I was a kid. Since then, it has become very political, you know, which, you know, obviously you're going to, you're going to lose something off of the, off of the, 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 the message statement that they originally had because, you know, our, our rights were being attacked and they were the only ones that were big enough and had enough support to stand up to it. I won't come. Can't argue with you, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not trying to start an argument. No, 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 no. I. It's it's just interesting. We're we're certainly getting a different viewpoint today. And again, again, Jiggy, you always manage to come up with somebody. <laughs> now, um, with. With 47 minutes after the hour, uh, we have got Dick Chibbles with us today. Uh, he is uh, best known for the adult film industry. Um, one question I'll I've... i to that. <laughs> what, what, one thing, Dick, I've always wondered is you have won a bunch of awards, but you've never won an AVN award. Is, is there some... That is correct. Is there I some have reason? I've 47 nominations for AVN over the years. Well, for us, um, 
I've won, I've won uh, I think, three X-Biz Awards. And there's there's been a number of awards that like 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 scenes that I was in that that got that uh that, that won awards but I didn't get like a physical trophy like the company got the company that oh, shot yeah. the movie got the trophy yeah so yeah but I mean I've had I've had nominations like probably almost every single year for the past uh, like twelve like past like ten twelve years. But no, never won an ABN award. <laughs> why, why do you and think I'm, that and I'm is? Done, and I'm done with the business come December 18th, which is my birthday, and which will mark the 20-year mark in the business. This is my 20th year. So basically, my last scene is going to be shot on my birthday of this year, and then I'm literally just, I'm, I'm literally doing it into the wild. I'm disappearing. Well, that <laughs> if the world's still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> Uh, so wh- wh- why do you think you haven't won an, an, an AVN? Is, is you think it's a, a political thing? Do you think it's just it's not? You know, here's here's a, here's a funny conversation that I had with somebody at AVN, and I'm, I mean I'm friends with all I'm friends with all of them. I mean you know like the business is huge, but you know like we it's it's real it's a really big industry, but it but the but it's a little business. You know, so yes, like I mean, I have noticed that. You know, like, every, like, I know, like pretty years. much almost everybody at ABN at XBiz. You know, like all of like the the reporters, the, all the, the the red carpet photographers. Like I'm literally the guy on the red carpet, like stepping off the mark to go up to like Rick from uh, Industry by Rick to like yes. shake his hand, like, "Hey, man, good seeing you." You know. Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, but I had an interesting conversation with one of the people at ABN. I won't say who it was. Um, I've been friends with this person for. God, probably about like over 10 years easily. And uh, we were at a party uh, last year after the awards show. And I said, I'm like, I go, let me ask you a question. I'm like, uh, why is it that I've never won an award? <laughs> and this person saying like, well, you know, I, I don't know, you know, it's, you know, like, it's not like you don't deserve one. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. You know, that, that actually meant a lot to me when, when, that, when this person said that. That's awesome. But, but then I said, I said, it's because of my name, isn't it? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, you guys are embarrassed to say my name in public, aren't you? Because <laughs> I've always said I had literally have the most ridiculous name in porn, and I wear it proudly. <laughs> <laughs> so it got a good laugh, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> It, so that's why I think I never won an AVN award. I, I think they don't want somebody on stage going, and the winner is, oh my God, I can't say this name in public. This, this name is so stupid. <laughs> okay. As a reporter, let me ask you a question, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of our audience, what makes um, an actor and an actress want to appear in your, pro, in your, in your movies? Uh, well, when I when I was when I was producing and directing, um, basically, I the way that the, the my movies that I wrote and directed myself, uh, I'm mostly an actor, but like the movies I've, I've written and directed myself, they were always outside of the box. They were just, I mean, well, everybody was in the box, but you know, on a different scale. But um, you know, only the pervs would get that joke. <laughs> but basically, you know, it, I like I did like a, a handful of like horror movies, like horror parodies that like nobody in porn would touch going anywhere near doing a horror movie. But I did it, and then then uh, then I did like a couple of clown movies, which is actually where my name came from. They're not I didn't choose the name; it literally just fell in my lap. But um, I go, I went to you know, I did a clown movie, and like all of a sudden, like everybody's like, "Oh my god, dude, I would love to be in that." I'm like, "Okay." you're in (laughs) (laughs) so I mean it's it's because it's you know I I think a lot of the stuff that I that I do that I've written and stuff is is not like you know you know it's it's not like you know oh you know here comes the pizza guy you know I I literally like my clown porn movie that I made uh, after Holly Stevens passed away actually we we made all the money that we made literally went we donated it uh, and her her family donated to uh, one of the foundations that helps uh, kind of like Make a Wish but for adults you know yeah yeah <laughs> but um basically we I, I when everybody was on set I literally said look. We are we are attempting to make the worst adult movie ever. Like I'm talking like horrible lighting, 
horrible camera angles. I mean, and I, when I handed it over to AVN to uh, Sherry Shawless, and I literally handed it to Sherry and I said, I will give you a hundred dollars if you can if you can successfully masturbate to this. <laughs> <laughs> I got twelve nominations that year for that movie. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you know, the, the reason I asked the question because um, a friend of mine from childhood was Jerry Damiano, who, who you know made the Deep Throat. Oh yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. Who is that? I'm. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Say that again. Uh, from, the friend of mine from childhood was Jerry Damiano, who made oh. Deep Throat. Oh, okay. And uh, if you know the story about uh, that, uh, uh, again, um, it's always been a fascination with me uh, about, about that. Uh, in fact, I wanted to do my uh, MBA thesis on uh, marketing and porn- pornography in New York City, but they they said they didn't have a professor capable of directing me. Uh, Actually, you're in Jersey. Yes. So, in uh, I used to sing for a band called Hostile Intent, like back in like the mid mid to late '90s, and one of the shows we did was down in Asbury Park. <laughs> Is yes. that theater still there? Because it was like the last theater in America. There was an adult theater, like about a block away from the carousel. I was wondering if it was still there. <laughs> no, no, it's gone. Actually, the, the last of them was uh, the, the, the little theater in Newark, which just went out of business just three years ago, ironically. Oh, wow. So... Um, but it, it was famous. It was called the Little Theater. But um, I know the one you mean in Asbury Park. That's been gone for years. Uh, yeah, because uh, it was it was strange. Like you know, we 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 had some we had some downtime before before my band played, and uh, so like you know, it, was, it basically was like a skate park that used to be like the carousel. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Right at the edge of the. Right by the water yes. there. Yes. And uh, we were walking around the area, and I noticed. I'm like, oh my god, that's a, that's that's an adult shop. And I'm like, no, that's not an adult shop. That's an adult that's theater. A, that's that's a, that's so a yeah, we went inside, and the guy was saying, he's like, yeah, we're the last. Apparently, we're the last one in America. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, not quite. It was the one, the little theater in Newark, but it's true. What killed it was videotape. The minute, oh, absolutely. Uh, BM, uh, uh, you know, VHS came along. But you know the interesting thing is that uh, that, in, that industry uh, uh, adopted to it faster than any other single industry in the world. Um, yeah. Well, it's because of because of adult. There's a reason why everybody went. Uh, what was it? I think it was Blu-ray instead of HD. Yes. Yes. It was that, and uh, basically it was adult movies and and. Um, uh, and video games. <laughs> yes, but it, it, it was more that. Uh, at one point, the uh, adult movies were outselling uh, uh, regular movies in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I believe it. Um, so now I know what Jiggy, what you do when you go to Las Vegas for that. For oh that, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> that, that that's that that's what we do every year. We uh, we we go to the AVNs and. Uh, uh usually folks like dick are very uh comfortable uh oh. everybody else is high on high edge and just nervous as hell why is that dick is it because of the awards or well i mean honestly it, it, i really don't know you know cuz i mean some, like, some people I, I some people have anxiety and, and big crowds and stuff and i mean you know some some people are just like, you know, it, it might be their first year and they're like, you know, kind of absorbing and it's an, and it's like overwhelming and stuff. But you know, you know, to me, it's just like you know, you know, it's like a it's like a family reunion. You know, <laughs> well, see, like, 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 I, I go. We went to Exotica in Denver one year, and we're gonna go to we were gonna go to the one in Chicago that that got postponed. But uh, I've never been to an Exotica. It's so different because everyone's not on edge. Everybody's having a good time. And I'm like, what the hell is the deal? <laughs> I 
that's like exotic. Well, you know, it, well apparently, because uh, um, uh, Sir whatever, Isaac Newton, whatever the hell is that, Branton. Branson, uh, Virgin yes. Airlines. He bought so the hotel. Virgin Airlines apparently bought the Hard Rock Hotel. Yes. So this past year, uh, apparently, it's it's uh, was supposedly going to be the last year or something like that. There was a lot of rumors going around that AVN is not going to be into Hard Rock, and then then I heard another rumor like, no, they signed a, they still have a two year contract or some crap. But it's going to be really funny that you know the porn conventions in the Virgin Hotel. Do <laughs> 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 you know the the great line? Um, um, uh, uh, H. L. Mencken, uh, religion, uh, Christianity is founded on uh, biological impossibility. <laughs> well, yeah, you got Adam and Eve, and uh, well, uh, and, and then you had Cain and Abel. You had uh, with Abraham, and then Abraham had Cain and Abel, and all of it. Well, when they got here's the thing. Uh, actually, I was talking to my old guitar player, the, the, ironically, the other day, and he was, he's, if you think I'm into, like, you know, like, the, the occult and, like, the, you know, researching conspiracy and stuff, he literally, like, wrote a book on it. I mean, <laughs> it's just, like, ridiculous. Apparently, Adam and Eve were an experiment that was inside a, uh, you know, inside the garden, and then when they got expelled from the garden, there were other people. Outside wow. the garden. Wow! <laughs> Think of that one. <laughs> oh, that's like Paulie Shore and uh, um, um, Stephen Baldwin and Biodome. You know. <laughs> yes. uh, speaking of that, I- IQ. What, 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 what do you make of that? Uh, that he just mentioned there. I like that. It's very interesting to say that there was something outside the Garden of Eden, but the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible is very specific. Well, no, that's that's when you have to go back to the ancient Sumerian texts, ah. because it speaks of a Garden of Eden, and it was a dom, uh, a it was a, a space D O M. That was like Adam, not Adam, but Adam. And then uh, it, it's he was he started going. I, I didn't really uh, like comprehend the entire story, but I got like that's 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 basically like that's the footnotes of that. So like that's something that I'm gonna start researching into. That is like really piqued my curiosity. <laughs> that is a heck of a deal. All the things that you learn on this show. Hell of a deal. Um Yeah, you learn religion from a porn star. Figure <laughs> that one out. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. By now, the way, yes. when you're talking about the Bible with all due respect, there is nothing in the whole of the Bible which is against prostitution. That's there right. There's not a single item in the whole of the Bible against prostitution. Just That's because it's the oldest religion. No. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the oldest profession. The only thing <laughs> not not religion, it's the oldest yeah, profession. Yes. What the Bible says, a man and a woman can have sex anytime they want is consensual. The only time it prohibits anything to go wrong is when a man or a woman cheat upon their spouses. That's it. Otherwise, there right. is no prohibition. Absolutely amazing. But it's not cheating if if your wife's going, yeah, go ahead, you can have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I married her. <laughs> well, Dick, before, before we let you go, how do people find you online, social media, see your movies, communicate with you, everything? Well, at this point, you know, it's, uh, you can just go to, like, any free porn site because, you know, people, you know, are entitled these days and they don't want to pay for their porn but if you do want to pay for your porn go to uh i've actually uh, the past like year and a half like the majority of all the work that i've done i've kind of i kind of narrowed all my work down to specific companies that i enjoy working for which is adult time they they have uh their sites are pure taboo girls under arrest and it's some really good stuff um very cutting edge very some controversial stuff too but really good but uh, on social media, um, just so you know, I'm not taking any more Facebook friends. I have enough. You know, <laughs> I'm actually getting rid of some. But uh, it's uh, Dick Chibbles, one word, no underscore or any, no triple X after it or anything. Just Dick Chibbles, one word. That's two Bs. That's fantastic. 
Um, IQ, how, how do we get a hold of you online, my friend? As usual, just Google my name, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I. And you know more about Islam than the Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> Don, uh, real quick before we go, uh, get us some plugs out there, my friend. V-NRES.org, the, uh, the National Robotics Education Foundation, and uh, 2SBDigest.com, or, you know, hashtag 2SBDigest. That's the best place to get me. Fantastic. Well, uh, Dick, I appreciate you making time for us today, and... Uh, uh, coming on and, and chatting with us because th- th- this is definitely oh, a absolutely. fun conversation. I, I have a feeling that people are going to search me differently than they're going to search for IQ. <laughs> 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 yeah. But uh, it was, it was certainly very interesting, much more interesting time today. Thank you. Yes. Well, absolutely. Well, thank you, Dick. Thank you, Don. Thank you, IQ. And I will talk to you thank guys you. all real soon. Thank you, guys. See you. Appreciate it. Take care. There they go. Don Mazzella, IQ Alrazoli, Dick Chibbles. Yes, that was a fun show. And uh, <laughs> that wraps it up here. Fr- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.